I'll go back to the. Okay, I'm very proud today to have Eric Mutsos with me on the podcast. And I found Eric through a beautiful documentary. It was so well made, so powerful. It was called Non-Essential. And I believe it was uh, a recounting of the, the early days regarding this situation in Utah. And Eric took it upon himself. And this was tough. And this is what I realized, because I've been in this movement a long time, Stepping out early was the most dangerous. And Eric stepped out right into the line of fire. And his documentary, I advise everybody to go see it. It is not long. It is free on his website. So Eric, before we even start talking about this amazing documentary, what you've been doing can you let people know where they can go? And we'll do it at the end of the podcast as well. Where can people go to find this amazing documentary and some of your more some of your other work? Um, it's just under Eric Mutsos, which is E-R-I-C-M-O-U-T-S-O-S.com. So it's just my first last name.com um, under menu, and you can just push play. And and it's kid friendly too. So it's it's I think it's I try to get, when we show the documentary, I try to get youth there because I don't know if you've noticed this where you're located, but it's very difficult to get the youth involved in uh, freedom and liberty for whatever reason. And, it, and while I'm sure it has a lot to do with our culture, with schools, um, but, but that being said, uh, show this to your kids because uh, a lot of kids like this. Yeah, it was very kid friendly and there was a lot of unity inside the documentary. And what, what I liked about it, and I watched it twice, I watched it again before I came on with you, but I also watched the past two days. Uh, it was on Children's Health Defense. It was Never Again Is Now with uh, Holocaust survivors coming forward to try and explain the parallels between sort of how this was launched, the, the COVID agenda, how it was launched at the public and the similarities between, uh, you know, the rise of uh, the Nazi party in Germany and how they sort of generally infiltrated the public. Now, I wasn't aware, I didn't even remember when I watched your documentary the first time, I didn't remember the first uh, five minutes where I, it was shocking to me that I didn't, but there was some quotes at the beginning of your documentary that literally said that the Nazi party started to propagandize the Spanish flu of 1919 to sort of do what the COVID propaganda did to us in regards to like just getting the kindling going with the fire of fear. Do you, can you explain, did, did you get that quote? I, I wasn't yeah, aware yeah. of that. So, can you comment well, on that? I didn't know this, you know, and it was part of the, the filmmaker, the original that helped me understand these things. And then when I saw the big picture, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like we're, I talk a lot about the spiritual too, so I hope that's okay because because these are patterns, right? That's that's why I believe we have scriptures. It's why we have history because there's these are patterns that light and darkness are always using. And so back in 1918 on the Spanish flu, they if you look up right now, 
Spanish flu 1918 masks. Just go on Google and just look up Spanish flu 1918 masks. You have people wearing these masks, holding signs, say, wear your mask or go to jail, right? And this is where it started. And then, you know, a couple decades and all of a sudden now we've got the Holocaust, but it was with the elections. It was with why did they go after the Jews? These are things that I didn't even understand. Um, well, the, a lot of people think they went after the Jews just because of race and religion, and that's actually not all the way true. They went after the Jews because they had the money. They went after the Jews because they were forward-thinking capitalists. They were entrepreneurs. They were um, they were a tight group of people that were starting to do it right, and and the government they were getting very. Um, they were getting scared because of how the, their economy was operating. And so when you look at the parallel now, when COVID hit, who did they go after first? Well, they went after small businesses in America because small business in America makes up of over 50% of the economy. And if you crush that, everything's over. If you crush small business in America, the, the entire world economy falls apart. Exactly. And I really like the way you emphasize that they were going after uh, the Jewish people for reasons that the public sometimes aren't aware, that they were business, they were entrepreneurs, they were sort of the backbone of the society. And they did the same all over the world. And of course, in, you, in most places, to be honest with you, Eric, my uh, business of 28 years did succumb to the closures, uh, a police officer showed up at my, I, I stayed open longer than Where I was should. this at? It was in Cornwall, Ontario, Canada. I owned, wow. uh, I've owned fitness. I did own fitness clubs my entire life. And again, the store uh, next to me was deemed essential. I was deemed non-essential. So like you described, so in a comic way in your documentary that the virus was very unique. It would jump over the customers inside, inside the, 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 the grocery wholesaler that was next to me. I was forced to close uh, by the police and they knew me. They said, you know, uh, try not to give us too much. I mean, trouble. how satanic is this? You know, like Correct. this whole thing is a spiritual, this whole thing is a spiritual war. Like people don't understand this is, this goes back to, in my opinion, this goes back to the war in heaven uh, over over our liberty and why we're even here on the planet Earth. And I like to talk about that the most because a lot of people have no idea what's happening spiritually and, and what it is they need to do. And um, I'm sorry that happened to you, by the way. I'm sorry, but I'm sure a lot of blessings have come, I hope. It was sort of the best thing that ever happened to me. I was, I was paying... Uh, about $30,000 uh, $30, a month to stay closed. And then, of course, the way these psychological operations work, they were giving me more and more, like more money on the first uh, lockdown where they'd pay maybe 75% of my rent. And then the public were, weren't told that the second and third lockdowns, I was getting lit literally nothing and I couldn't afford to stay open. But I like these parallels, but you actually were pretty rock solid where you knew that this was a spiritual war. You knew they were coming after people to disempower them, to make them more vulnerable to evil. So although it looked like a business attack, it was more of a 
a dependence attack where the people might not be able to defend themselves. So you started, can you tell us the business organization uh, that you started and, and some of the steps you took very early in the game, you really stuck your neck out. So thanks for that, for the businesses in Utah. What, what was your sort of strategy or did you just go out and tell us what you did? Well, when it all hit, I just had this like really strong impression in my mind, um, we're under attack. Like that was the only thing that kept coming, we're under attack. And so then, you know, I was going along with this whole two weeks and I'm and to slow the spread, I'm sharing memes like crazy. I'm starting to see your memes, right? Because I, I, I see all these like phenomenal quotes. On, Who's this Jason Kristoff? Who is this guy? You know, so I appreciate your stuff too, a lot because it's right on the money. But I'm sharing memes like crazy. And finally, I just I just said, we're not going to meme ourselves out of this. Like, we've got to do something immediately. And so I just, I said a prayer. I prayed to God. I said, what can I do? And and at that time period, because um, I used to be, I was in law enforcement for seven years up in Salt Lake City. Um, I live in Southern Utah now. But I was a cop up in Salt Lake City. And one of my buddies called me and said, hey, the mayor of Salt Lake City, which is very liberal, by the way, um, they put up a snitch line for COVID. And I said, what? He said, yeah, we're going on call. So the police up in Salt Lake City are now going from call to call um, because neighbors are calling on their neighbors of social distancing. And so I was like, it fired me up like big time. And so I did a call to action. And I, well, first I called I called the snitch line on myself and I recorded myself. And this is part of the documentary. I said, hey, there's going to be a former police officer that's going to do a big rally, you know, because you're not supposed to gather. And and I knew we had to gather. And they said, well, he can't do that. I said, well, he's going to. And so I did this call to action. This was right before, you know, the deep state really, really got into social media. And I don't think they understood what they were in for. Uh, with all the people speaking up on social media. So my video kind of went viral in Utah. I did a call to action. I said, show up at the city and county building um, at this time on a Saturday. And so we were one of the first rallies in the country. I think it was April, April of 2020. So, so, like, so early. Yeah. And we were getting shamed like crazy. You know, the, the news shows up. I, I still, you know, I'm kind of embarrassed to say, but I still, I, I wore gloves because I didn't know about this virus. I didn't know. I was like, geez, but I knew that we had to gather. Right. And so I just had, we had one of the biggest rallies. I mean, a couple thousand people showed up and I just had this thought, Hey, purchase food from local restaurants. So I had a buddy who has this amazing burger shop um, in Salt Lake called Crown Burger. He's a Greek guy, you know, cause I'm Greek. And I said, everybody go to Crown Burger and, and buy food and we're going to have a picnic. We're going to have a picnic there um, on the ground. And so everybody goes and buys food. And then I, I was just praying, like, what do I do? What do I do? And I, and in the next couple of days, I just started having these ideas in my mind of, of a whole bunch of people gathering and businesses coming to these, these, you know, parks and, and big areas. And so I created this group on Facebook called the Utah Business Revival. We had thousands of people join. I was sharing memes like crazy. This was before they they started really shutting down groups. 
And I would call up the, the sheriffs, the local sheriffs. I'd call up the uh, city police chiefs. I'd say, hey, we're doing a protest in the park. Okay, well, what is what is it about? I'm like, we're going to be shopping. <laughs> and so yeah. our call to action was to call businesses, all these non-essential businesses, to come to one location and a whole bunch of people would come and we would just shop completely free of charge for everybody. And right. we would just that we would play music and we'd just shop and so a hundred businesses would show up with their booths and we'd take over the park. Right. And, and so I'd call the sheriff said, are you guys going to arrest us? Yes or no? We're not going to touch it. So we'd show up, you know, and it was, I'm sure it was against all of their city ordinances to just show up and do a, a business, you know, revival, but we did it. And we started going around the state. Um, and then this guy came up to me and he's like, Hey, um, this is what I do. And he showed his book of business to me. He, he literally had a book and, and I looked at it and it was like, like concert music stages. Right. Um, and I'm, and I'm looking at this book and I just had this like lightning bolt idea. I'm like, we're going to do a concert. We're going to do a concert because I used to sing country music before I was a cop. I was on a small record label um, out of Atlanta, Evander Holyfield. He's a boxer. He got his ear bit off by Mike Tyson. I was on his record label for a while. And um, I had opened up for Colin Ray. And Colin Ray is a, if you're not into country music, he has like 16 number one hits in country music. And so I still was, I still had contact with him. And so I called Colin Ray. I'm like, bro, do you want to be the, do you want to be the first concert in America? And he's like, I'm in. So long story short, we end up, we end up throwing the first concert in America uh, during COVID um, in July of 2020. And uh, about 5,000 people or more showed up to it. And it was one of the, it was one of the best, it was one of the best things that we could have done, in my opinion. It was, it was, the spirit of liberty was so strong at that concert because we got shut down twice. And that's in the documentary. We got shut down at two different locations and then God provided a way that we could make it happen. And we did. And, and it was just a testament that we are so much stronger um, than we think we are. We were not intended. We were not intended to be slaves. Absolutely. And I know that this kind of language is really hard for people to hear. It's like, oh, we're not slaves. Really? We're not slaves. We're, we, we, we are like, we are like, um, in my opinion, even in America, we are, we are glorified slaves. We're no different than the, than the children of Israel in Egypt, right? We're, we're, we're in bondage with debt. We, um, we look good, but I guess what I'm trying to say, I could go off on that topic, but yeah, feel free, Eric, because my my listeners like everybody like would like your opinion on whatever you want to talk about. Well, God, God made us to be free. And and you can't have a lot of people think that freedom and liberty are the same thing and they are not the same thing. You can have your freedom. Um, but if you if we make bad choices individually or collectively, that equals bondage. So freedom plus immorality equals bondage and freedom, freedom plus morality equals liberty. And it's immoral for a government 
to tell you what you're going to do with your business. It's immoral for a government to tell you what you're going to put into your body, what you're going to wear over your face. Um, everything that we're, this is very, very immoral. And further, it's even more immoral for us to obey it. Um, because then we are just, we're, 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 we're part of the problem just by obeying, like our, our obedience to all of these, this tyranny, this is the reason why we're here. And so that's why we have lost liberty. And, and that's why I've been trying to tell people like, this is why you have to always protect your God-given rights. You know, like my, I don't know if you know my backstory as a police officer, but. I, I did, I read it. But that was one of the most, that was one of the hardest things that we've ever been through um, as a family because they, my department wanted uh, five of us. And there's a, I have a book on it too. You can read it for free on my webpage, ericmutos.com. But um, it got to the point where they wanted five of us to come celebrate in the LGBT parade in our police uniforms. That not just protect the parade, but they wanted us to be in the parade. Correct. Yeah, I, and I, I was read just that. like, hey, I said, you got to understand, I love all people, but I do not feel comfortable. Um, I, it goes against my conscience. Like I can't do if it was an abortion parade, I'd feel the same way. But so I, anyway, long story short, I switched spots with another cop. And I just said, hey, I'll do your I'll do your security assignment, you know, your traffic assignment. If you can be in the parade, he switched me, which is totally within policy. But the department wanted to know why. And I, and I told him, I said, it's because I don't believe it, I, but I'll be there to protect it. And then um, a couple of days later, they took my badge and my gun for discrimination. And, yeah. and then it was all over national news. And, and, you know, looking back now, that was the greatest thing that's ever happened to me because I was able to get out of this, this, I call it the beast system. I call it the devil's kingdom. I call it, um, <laughs> Do you, are you are you a are you a Bible guy, spiritual guy? Like, where are you at? On I call it. Uh, I've only come around to fully believe in God only because evil is so obvious, <laughs> and I I actually had to. I said, if evil is this obvious, there has to be a God, because what we're in in this is where maybe evil is making some. Uh, poorly thought out chess moves because they had the mind control into me that there wasn't a God with all the repetitive. Like if you watch Hollywood film, there's at least five or 10 shots at God and religion intertwined in all mainstream media film. So it sort of had infiltrated me to the point where, yeah, the mind control had worked with me. So they had sort of had a, their, their minor mind control victory inside my own psyche, but then they misplayed their hand and they literally became so evil and so obvious and so blatant. And then I started putting it together that absolutely, if evil is this real and this obvious, there has to be a God and all these attacks on God and all these slights of like verbal slights in the, in the movies have to be a mind control operation to drive people away from uh, organized religion, gathering, morality. I mean, 
it's so obvious the the lack of morals, the lack of ethics, the lack of justice, and this sort of uh, me 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 all day every day society, which is sort of the opposite of what the original intentions of the church was. I believe at one time, I believe everything was good at one time. Teachers were good, uh, pastors were good, politicians were good potentially but it's all being heavily, heavily corrupted by the same force. So, yeah, I, 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 I call this uh, society the valley of death. I love it because there has to be, people don't understand, in order for good, in order for there to be good, there has to be bad. So God, so people are like, well, if God's real, then why is it? Well, there has to be opposition in all things. There must, needs be. Just, you wouldn't know what light is without dark. You wouldn't know what good is without evil. You wouldn't know what help is without sickness. You wouldn't. You, there has to be an opposition. And so what we're experiencing right now and why it's hard for people to grasp their minds around God, and, and it's because we are in the devil's kingdom. You see, before we came to earth, we were spirits. So this is just what I, I'm going to just maybe preach a little bit. Before we came to earth, we were spirits. We are God's spirit children. Okay. We are the literal seeds of God. Have you ever heard, uh, have you ever heard the term an oak sleeps in the acorn? Yes. Okay. So we, we are that for God. Like we are not an oak tree. We're not an animal. We are the literal seed of God with a, with a divine potential that people can't even with a divine potential. If you knew your divine potential, and that's a whole nother podcast that we should do. Um, you are, we are, we are literal Kings and Queens. People don't understand that. We, God is trying to get us to come to him, to become like him, right? And that's the plan. That's why we're here on this earth. Now, when that plan was presented to come down to earth, there were two ways. And one of those ways was through, I believe, Christ. And Christ came down. The reason why Christ was voluntarily said, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go die for them. I'm going to go do this. There was another one that stood up, and this is in the scriptures, and that was Satan. And Satan was good at one point. And he wanted to be the one to do it. So he was jealous. He, he, he said his plan was that none would be lost. Everybody, if you just follow my plan, and if you just do exactly what I tell you to do, we're all going to make it. And then that's when the war happened in heaven. And there was a split. And a third of the host in the book of Revelation, a third of the host of heaven, they, they chose Satan's plan. Those are all the little minions that are down here. And so what I believe is that's what we're dealing with. When we came down to this earth, we have just been, we're down here in his little kingdom down here. And, and that's why it's so important that we are choosing conscience and light because that is your, Jeez, this is, I kind of got into a whole, a whole rabbit hole here. Huh? No, that's fine because people need to start understanding concepts instead of sort of this uh, 3D reality that we're seeing it with our eyes. Because these concepts are important. And what's odd about when you say 30%, uh, when you do research all mind control experiments, is only 30% that are under the deepest forms of mind control that do evil in the mind control experiments. So yeah. it's, it's, it, that like, is equally like 33.3.3%. Like like yeah. It, it could very well be. That's where the 33 <laughs> comes from, but th this is what 
the average person needs to hear. So go go on, Eric, for sure, because there's <laughs> lots of people that are now curious because the evil is uh, much too obvious. So, <laughs> and so, so um, when when Satan fell, a third of the host fell, and we we didn't. You and I, and those that are listening, we chose God's plan. And, and this was, this is really hard for people to understand is that most, most people are good. Okay. But there is, there's always this group of people that are right on the, right on the line. Right. And so we chose, we chose God's plan, which was the plan of Liberty. So in the scriptures in uh, Corinthians, it says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is Liberty. And so we chose that we, so in other words, the foundation of heaven, so where God resides, and there's degrees of there's degrees of glory, by the way, that's in the scriptures. There's a celestial kingdom, a terrestrial kingdom, a telestial kingdom. Where God lives, where kings and queens reside, that is liberty. Where the foundation that they stand on is voluntary, everything is voluntary. There is no force, there is no fear, there is no coercion, there is no manipulation, right? We, in order to get that, we have to understand the principles of liberty. Okay. So that's why we're here on this earth fighting for liberty. That's why when you see people from all different faiths, like, you know, the Canadian truckers, um, the people in Australia that are fighting, like they're fighting for the kingdom of God and they might not even know it. And so, um, in order to get to where our destination is with God, we have have to keep that liberty within us we have to keep that flame and that goes into conscience because you're you know you you hear your god-given rights and a lot of people think oh america the constitution it's like no 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 your god-given rights are eternal those are eternal rights those are the rights that you fought for there that you have to keep here meaning the right to life, the right to pursue your happiness, the right to liberty, the right to for, for your stuff, your property, right? Like this is your stuff. This is you. And in my opinion, if you hand over those rights physically to another man or a three-letter agency or your employer or, you know, to go on a trip, have you ever heard these people? I, I went and got this thing because I needed to go on a, I wanted to go on a vacation. If you hand over those rights, Physically, I believe you lose them spiritually. And that's why we're losing the spiritual war because, you know, 70% of humanity went and got this thing all in the name of safety and fear. And, and it just completely jacked our whole vibrational level as a, as a human race. Um, and that's why it's so, that's why I love talking to people like you and love talking about this stuff because when, when people realize who they are, the divine you are you are a divine child of God, and when when you know that and you can testify of that, there's nothing that anybody can do to you. Even if they come and take your life, you keep that within you, and that's that's the test. I believe that is ultimately the test: is that we're going to put our faith in God, and we're going to follow that conscience within ourselves. Yeah, and that theme was uh, prominent in different parts of your documentary. And the, uh, the other theme, of course, was the evil or what I call sort of a initiation into evil, where there was a doctor early on in your in your documentary who testified that on death certificates, 
he was required to put COVID, even though the person didn't die or may have not died of COVID, but if they had tested positive any time in the future, and the doctor in your documentary said, okay, four months ago, someone tests positive for COVID on a test that's it's not reliable to say the least. And we can talk about that as well. And then of course, he's perfectly healthy. He goes down the road and maybe gets a shot haphazardly in a, a drive-by gang shooting because he had tested positive four months prior the doctor's hand is forced on the death certificate to list it as COVID. And on top of that, the policies that he received by email in a very aggressive tone said if he would refuse, which would be basically asking him to lie and asking him to break all his former uh, policies. So if he were to put like- And training- and training and sort of oaths inside the medical system that the CDC would take it upon themselves to change the death certificate on the doctor's behalf in order to pad the numbers where COVID was not a pandemic by any stretch of the imagination. And see, we see the evil that you're talking about sort of on a spiritual level circling the doctor, the hospitals, the nurses, where they're getting challenged to make a decision. Are you going to be initiated into the evil cult? Mm -hmm. And if you do, there's a spiritual contract that's signed invisibly because all these right. hospitals were, um, mm -hmm. um, I mean, there was, if someone got admitted with pneumonia, it was a $3,000 payment from Medicaid, if there was a, if they said the gentleman had co or the patient had COVID through a test that's not proven to test for COVID, um, they I think they got like fourteen or thirteen thousand, and then if they put them on a ventilator, it's another twenty nine, and all I think fifty percent of the people that uh, were on ventilators passed away. Uh, they're not a good. I mean, they're not good to use. And you go back to some of the history you were talking about, the same thing as polio and the iron lung. A lot of people don't connect the dots here. There's another breathing apparatus that really just destroyed people earlier, padded the numbers. And uh, then if they put them on remdesivir, they got extra payment. And then if they ended with the COVID death certificate, the total payment was around $100,000 US currency. Oh and if and if the, you know, and if the person, if the hospital participated in that, they don't know that they were signing a spiritual invisible contract with the evil force that we're actually here to resist. I You're love it. So, so this is what I think is happening spiritually. Like I, my mind just goes, okay, what, what is the, the devil doing? Like, I want to know what he's doing. And I had this have you ever heard like when people get downloads, <laughs> I um, don't know. if this I get them all the time. Okay, so so hear me out. I don't know if this is true or not, but it makes sense to me. Everything that the, everything that God does, the devil will mimic it. He he duplicates. It's a mirror. He makes it like it looks the same, but it's but it's twisted with his evil way. So, for example, um, when you have like, I don't know if you know the story of Moses, and if you if you know the um, like what happened with the children of Israel, um, do you know what I'm talking? Yeah, I, I know 
Yes, there was a story of Moses leading them out of Egypt. Yes, correct. And so what happened is um, God, he, he, he gave bread from heaven. He literally um, sent bread from heaven. And so what I think in order to feed them for, for a long, long time. And so what I think what has happened is um, you've got Satan. You've got Satan who these government bread lines, that's his mimic. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And so beware that beware temple, of anybody like, trying to take the place of God. So he's trying to take place of the food. That's right. And that's the new world order. So God has always tried to establish what's called the united order, where everybody's doing this voluntarily. Like we never were intended to have an economy like this. God never wanted this. He wanted our own. He wanted us to have our own, have our own land, growing our own food, teaching our own kids. That was the proper order. But we, but look what we've done. And so everything that God does, Satan mimics it. So what I think is happening with where everybody's getting to bow down, in the end, you're going to have to bow down to one of two. You're going to have to bow down to, to, to one of the two gods. Like that's what's happening. That's what can cancel culture, in my opinion, is the spiritual reversal, the spiritual mirror of what happened to the devil in heaven. In heaven, there are certain laws, okay? There's a certain law. I'll call it God's law. And that's basically loving loving people like you. It's the golden rule. It's ultimately the golden rule on steroids. That is that is heaven, where you're treating people like you want to be treated. And, and so in that, those laws of love, um, those are called commandments. God, uh, the devil and his angels, they did not want to follow those commandments. So they, they were cast, the scriptures say, they were cast out of heaven for rebellion. Okay. Now, what I believe is happening right now is that the devil has set up his kingdom run by earthly governments, run by politicians, run by schools, run by Hollywood, run by all of this. This is the devil's kingdom. And if you do not follow the devils, I'll call them demandments. Yes, you got commandments and you got demandments. If you don't follow those demandments exactly, guess what happens to you? Well, they're going to, if you, if you, yeah, you get kicked out. You get cast out of his kingdom. You see? So it's a mimic. It's a, it's a, it's what happened to him. He's now getting back at us for what happened to him. So, so everybody's scared. Everybody's scared to be cast out. Everybody's scared to be canceled. I don't want to say anything because I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to say anything because of this, this, this. And, and if you study Jesus, he, this is what he was trying to tell people, like, consider the lilies. Consider the lilies of the field. Consider the birds of the sky. If I can feed them, you don't think I can feed you? Get out. Get canceled. Don't be afraid. Right. Because when you get canceled, that I believe that's the cancellation is is the beginning of your exaltation. Like that is when you're that is when you can fly. That is when God can take you and He can now use you and your talents. Most people don't even like their jobs anyway. Most people. You know what I mean? Like 85% of people don't even like what they do. So why are you afraid of losing your job um, when you don't even like it? Because the human mind is is designed not to want anything unfamiliar. They want the com- they want today to be like yesterday. 
And they want like yesterday to be like the day before because predictable equals safe in the subconscious mind. And of course, the government school system, which is all, also a hand puppet for evil, made sure everybody in the government, I call them government sleeper cell occupations, because they can be triggered at any time, right, to fall in line with evil. The government school system never taught anybody to how to operate outside the devil's kingdom. Yes, so the, correct. So the, it's right, everyone's scared. Everybody's scared of being thrown out because, I mean, there is no farming in the government school system. There isn't any electrical um, knowledge passed down. There's no um, education on the, the right. cycles of the season or, or holding right. seed. And this is all done purposely. So, I mean, I was, I was with my daughter and she was learning some homework a couple days ago and she was very excited uh, to regurg you know, regurgitate and, and repeat to me what she's going to be tested on about the cells and the chromosomes and how they split and I'm, I wanted to cry, but I didn't in front of my daughter because I knew she's learning nothing of value. Like th th that is that is not going to help you survive anywhere except to get a job, another one of these jobs where she's miserable, where she's a biologist or a chemist or a doctor or a nurse or a nurse's aide. And because she doesn't know how to survive outside the devil's kingdom, she has to take the devil's command or she's going to be thrown out or cast out. And so I'm always afraid. And God made her a painter. And she, she painted a picture. I just bought her some stuff when she was a kid. And then I looked over at what she was painting. And I said, where did you trace that? Where she said, no, daddy. I, I just painted it. Wow. And I was like, wow. So I've been trying to get her to embrace what God has given her as a talent. And it's so hard because she ha would have to put down the phone a little bit or not hang out with her friends. You can see it's one big evil ambush. And of course, evil is lived spelled backwards. Devil is lived spelled backwards. And anything that's anti-life is evil or the devil by definition, and the life that she was given is getting squeezed out of her by these evil systems. And people are starting to wake up, which um, I think we should take some uh, joy in that every <laughs> evil, the IQ of the evil, not the highest. They might have a little bit of power, but we're the ones in charge. We're the ones that charge the evil with the power it possesses to wield. And if we just keep our power inside our own vessels, I think we can, we can drain that. We can just sort of turn our back on the evil and just collapse without us raising a finger. I love it so much. And this is why, this is why inward, like you got to look inward and you got to fix yourself first. You got to realize that you're the problem. You got to realize that like, <laughs> that there's no other way like you've got to see that you you are so powerful people are so powerful if they just look inwardly and they see that like every little decision matters like our choices matter so much our conscience like follow your conscience and sometimes your conscience is going to send you on a path that you're just like what is why but usually your conscience is telling you to serve other people it's it's and when you go against it um you, there, there's a consequence, right? And we go against our conscience all day long. Um, there's a really good book that um, 
it's called the anatomy of peace i you got to get this book it's it just teaches about the choice um it's by the arbinger institute but it just teaches like every choice that we have every single day we come to a choice and we can either honor that choice or we can betray it and if we just honored and when i say a choice like walking into your house and you see the kitchen's a mess right and you have the thought i should probably do this but then what happens when you don't do it well when you don't do it you got to now blame everybody around you got to blame your wife you got to blame your kids when you could have just did it and when you just do it you know what it does it, it elicits a, a response in everybody that they want to help like oh let me help yeah and so if we just like did that on such a micro level of just listening to our conscience that that is god inside of us like that is the light of christ inside every single i don't care if you're a believer i don't care if you if you follow your conscience things are going to go very well for you in your life because that is when you can get the blessings of heaven whether or not you whether or not you believe when you follow certain laws you're going to receive certain blessings it's just way better when you can recognize where they're coming from and thank god for it because God smiles on that. And, and to, one last thing, I believe God and the angels rejoice when, when you get canceled out of the kingdom of the devil. I believe they rejoice because that's when you can take control of your life on a whole nother level. Yeah, I, I found, I mean, it was a sad day when I had to uh, shut that business, but there was many, there was many blessings that came uh, with the closing and just helping more people. It gives me time to help more people, wake more people up and make them realize what's really going on. And it's not just me. There's millions of people like you and I. And of course, evil does its fair share of work on our behalf by becoming so obvious. I mean, we have a Dr. Evil figure with a German accent. I'm not too sure how... <laughs> much more clumsy evil could get uh, where, you know, his uh, Klaus Schwab's father uh, was a card carrying Nazi and operated a factory that produced products for the Nazi party and the war machine, pretty sloppy uh, human resources on evil's part. It's sad. It, it is. It's sad. They're so, they're so discombobulated and uh, you could even see uh when I watched, I watched a little bit of the World Economic Forum last meeting in uh, Davos. And who was that climate change guy? Uh, Al Gore. He, oh, when he was like screaming his religion he, from the. Yeah, but, but all I see as a man of, uh, who understands psychology, he looks nervous. He's trying to yell over us, and no one's listening. That was very important for me because he really lost his composure trying to get as many fanatical people behind him as possible. So again, sloppy human resources, very sloppy. I've been in business my entire life. That is not so, you don't want Klaus Schwab, uh, um, you know, someone who looks like Dr. Evil, who has Nazi ties, heading your organization that is pushing Nazi policy on everybody else. That's who you do not want. <laughs> well, it's a religion. Yeah, I mean, it's a, that's how evil. they get their hierarchy, right? They just, who's the most evil? Yeah, this is, this is a religion, and people don't understand. Like, this whole thing, this cult, um, this has been... <sighs> Let me read you this. So this is a this is a talk 
by a man named Neil A. Maxwell, who uh, he was a he was an apostle of the church that I belong to, the Church of Jesus Christ Latter Day Saints. Um, he says we are now entering a period of incredible ironies. Let us cite but one of these ironies, which is yet in its subtle stages. This is in 1978, so this is three years before I was born. We shall see in our time a maximum, if indirect, effort made to establish irreligion as the state religion. So irreligion is basically no religion, right? Yeah. It's actually a new form of paganism that uses the carefully preserved and cultivated freedoms of Western civilization to shrink freedom, even as it rejects the value essence of our rich Judeo-Christian heritage. And then he goes on, brothers and sisters, irreligion as the state religion would be the worst of all combinations. Its orthodoxy would be insistent and its inquisitors inevitable. Its paid ministry would be numerous beyond belief. Its Caesars would be insufferably condescending. Its majorities, when faced with clear alternatives, would make the Barabbas choice, as did a mob centuries ago when Pilate confronted them with the need to decide. So to me, this is we are literally seeing the greatest, biggest push of religion onto humanity, all in the name of love and unity, which goes back to the devil's plan. Because the devil's plan was that nobody would be lost. So like, if you follow my plan, because he, he brought up another plan, which was the opposite of God's plan, which was force. If you follow my plan, everybody will make it. And that's mm -hmm. where the host of heaven split in, in a third, where a third of the host followed Satan and him, and they were deceived. This was the same plan. And so, in other words, the new world order, this is Satan's plan that has finally come into fruition after thousands of years of, of wicked preparation. That's what you're seeing. And yeah. the good news, the, I have good news to this, this kingdom is going to destroy itself because you're watching right now, you're watching the devil's kingdom cannibalize itself right in front of our eyes. And we don't even realize it. They're just, they're eating itself alive through, they're, as soon as they use someone, they eat them. I mean, they're they're doing they're getting ready to do the same thing to Biden. They're they will use them, and as soon as they use them, they lose them. Right. <clears throat> yeah. They, so that's that's what you're seeing right now, and it's it's pretty fascinating. They they actually consume the human energy that they need to survive. Yes. So they do not sort of harvest. They don't harvest it properly. They consume it wholly to the point where there's nothing left of their host yes and, yes and, they and, suck the light they suck the light out of everything evil spares no one even their loyal foot soldiers and you can see that and there, there there's going to be nowhere to hide for everybody that has been part and part and you know these initiated satanists and say and say i think people should i don't know if you i mean i'm going to mention a man named his name is mark passio and he just did a, uh, a short talk on de facto Satanism and explained that Satanism, he was actually in his misspent youth in the Church of Satan and found out firsthand, and he quit later and went the opposite way. But he found out that Satanism was merely not about people in robes or capes or pitchforks. It was about teaching people to be 
self-gratifying at the expense of others, a me, me, me all day, every day. So anybody that's even taken this shot, I tell people, even if you've taken this shot to say, keep your job, I mean, you literally just signed an invisible contract. You literally not only, you didn't even protect yourself. I mean, it's the ultimate act of selfishness when you won't even protect yourself, let yeah, alone already. other people. And, and, you know, that, that is the, I find the ultimate act of selfishness when you poison the life that, you know, God gave you just to take a couple more hits off the societal crack pipe, which you don't even like anyway, but you're too afraid to face who you are, the power that you have, and you're so afraid of yourself and the life God gave you and the power God gave you that you actually turn on yourself. You won't even protect yourself. No one injected it into you. You volunteered for it. It's the ultimate act of selfishness because it benefits absolutely no one when you poison yourself. Like you're a weaker version of yourself. How does that, how does that benefit anybody on the planet? Yeah. And well, and that's ultimately the two ways, right? Like God, what makes God God is that he is completely selfless. That's the irony of it all. He wants to give everything he has to us, give it away. He wants to give us his light. He wants, think about this. If you have two candles, right? Two candles. And one of those candles is lit. And one of those candles is not lit. You reach over and you light that candle. It takes away zero light from this first candle. That is God. Right. That, that is God. He's trying to light us up. He's trying to show us what he does, how he does it. That's what fulfills him is serving. On, on the other hand, that's what Satan's do. The other hand, Satan is, he, he doesn't have that. And so you've got God over here who wants us with an identity. He wants us with a destiny. He wants us with, with a voice, with choices, with power. Um, on this side, with an eternal posterity. You know, that's what I believe. Like when we're resurrected, we'll be able to have an eternal posterity. Um, on the other hand, you got Satan who doesn't have a choice, doesn't have a voice, doesn't have a name, doesn't have uh, a destiny, doesn't have doesn't have a gender. You mm -hmm. understand? Like this transgender stuff, this is one of the most satanic. Um, this is one of the most spiritually, not only physically, but spiritually satanic movements because that's who the devil is. That's he is literally getting people prepared for hell. That's why this transgender stuff's happening. Because once you take that off, once you make those decisions to take off your, your God-given eternal ability to procreate, it's over. Yeah. And the only way back is through repentance. So people are always like, what do I do? I took the shot. Repent. Go to God and say, I'm sorry. Like, that, that's, what Mo, that's what they taught us with Moses. Or Moses, they were worshiping false gods. They were... They were bowing down to the golden calf they were having orgies they were doing all these things and the only way back was when moses held up the staff with the serpent that represented christ just look here and live and then when they just simply looked which means they turned because the the word repent is a hebrew word it's shuv i think it's s-h-u-v shuv it literally means to turn you turn you're turning back to the light Mm -hmm. That's all we've got to do. We just got to look to God to live right now. So that's that's what I think the devil's doing with the whole 
transgender oh, movement. Oh, uh, this yeah. is absolutely, and people sort of have lost their way. And talks like this can give people some tidbit. I tell people, listen to it, find what resonates with you, and start honoring what's right, what's moral, what's ethical. You don't have to go out and go to Davos, Switzerland, and do something. Just try to live. You live, when you wake up tomorrow, honor your body that God gave you with healthy food, clean water, help other people serve humanity. And yeah. this is where you start changing the vibration of the people around you too. Your vibration rings out so other people can pick it up. You don't have to say anything. Your vibration arrives long before your body enters a room. And it's important people start learning these principles again so that we I've gotta have you I gotta have you on my podcast, Jason, because I, I just started I just started a podcast, the the American Mutso show. Yeah, I like and it. you've got to come on because all this stuff you're saying is like it resonates with me so much. Like we the the kingdom of God is was it Tesla that said, I think it was Tesla that said everything in the universe is vibration, energy, and, and frequency. frequency. Yeah. And that's what rebel means. Rebel means to like hit the bell again. Re means again. Bell means hit the bell, but that just means revibrate, change your vibration, you know, start vibrating at a higher vibration. And if you're not happy with the job you want and you're, you're having toxic intakes during the day, your vibration is getting into that frequency zone where evil is known to have the same frequency and everything like tesla said is frequency it's almost like you're a radio station if you vibrate low enough you're going to pick up the devil's radio station and mm -hmm. it's going to enter you on a cellular level and vibrate you a certain way which i think these initiation tactics were all about yeah. is to say yeah i mean anybody that working at a hospital or even a teacher today teaching kids that there's more than two genders like do you not understand that you're getting paid to hurt there's no benefit there's the only benefit again like we go back to mark Paseo and his definition of satanism like the only one that benefits is you cashing the check and you're doing it at the expense of the entire tribe which will eventually collapse because of what you're doing which is evil you're only thinking of yourself. You cannot be thinking of the children if you're asking them to recount more than two genders and you're going along with it because you live in the devil's kingdom and you've lived there so long, you're afraid to live as a free person. That's so good, dude. I'm so glad I did this with you because it's so good to... Another thing too, it's so good to hear another man speak. Like, we are... I, we are losing men like i don't know what the deal is like and i keep i keep seeing this but like are the men were under a spell and i do believe it goes back to what i was saying like with because of slaves most men not just generally speaking most men they're doing the right thing by they're doing a good thing by going and working and providing for their family right because we're the providers we're the protectors but they don't have time to be out there fighting for our freedom and liberty because we're slaves right and that's 
that's why it's so refreshing to talk to another man about this stuff because it's like yes if men if men started using their that's why you have like you know 95 percent of the freedom movement are women because they're you know they're home seeing all this stuff online they're seeing the the cabal uh, men we're sound asleep because we're freaking slaves well they've i i have a nine hour presentation that i would be willing to give for free to any sort of maybe we can talk about men next time give the free the presentation free to people who come in and listen so they can understand uh, the feminization and weakening of men and the basically it's done chemically it's done uh, psychologically so when we do have weaker men they have to understand it's being manufactured and the easier easiest way to get the strong men is understand the manufacturing process of the weak men and then put a stick in the gears that's so good and that's yeah, what would, that's what we have to do so that. it's easy to say you know look at this guy over here he's playing video games and he's got a beer belly and you know he masturbates the porn and he hasn't left his mom base but his basement but that person's been manufactured and i can prove it and i have proved it in the do uh, doc well not a documentary three-part series i gave online and i recorded it and uh, polished it out really nicely I'd be willing to give that so the men could understand how their testosterone is lowered, how their sort of gene expression is altered more toward the feminine side. And of course, the shaming and guilt around being a male. I think this is very important to review. But why don't we do this? We will talk again another time, hopefully about the males. We'll do like a male rehab. And I want you again to let us know how about some final words plus letting us know your website again so people can find this amazing documentary because it'll really show it's a good role model documentary for men to show like this is how you step out of the evil and you you know like a gandalf the gray in uh, lord of the rings you stand between the evil and the kids and you say you shall not pass you got to come through me and although evil looks bigger, it's like it's not used to dealing with strength. It's got no it's got no skill in that category. Evil is weak by definition. Absolutely. And it's yeah, absolutely. Um, my my final message is that. You th this is all for a reason, you know. Um, we have been placed here, each individual, God places, God places things, per, he is very, very precision, like he has precision where he places everything, even down to stars, right, like, um, there was this documentary called the Star of Bethlehem, and there's a, there's a program called the Starry Night, and this guy, he, he started study. he was a Christian, but he started to study where these stars were, but he, this software could go back forwards and backwards in time. So you can go forwards two years, you can go backwards two years, you can see where all the stars were, where our earth was to the stars. Well, he took this sucker back 2000 years to see if there was an actual star like the scriptures say. Turns out there was not, there was not an actual star. However, there were multiple stars, multiple stars lined up to make one giant star 2000 years ago. Why I tell that story is because you and I, and those that are listening right now, we are way more important than the stars. And God has placed us here at this moment in time and space 
to shine exactly where he needs us. We have gifts, we have talents, we have, we're, we're the answer. He placed us here as the answer to battle all this stuff. And it just takes a little teeny bit of light, just a little bit of light to ignite other people's lights, right? And so don't be afraid. The thing that you're most afraid of, do it. The thing that you're most afraid, are you afraid of losing your job because you're gonna say something that you believe? Say it. Are you afraid of posting online something because you've got clients or you've got someone in your family member that leans left or whatever it is? Say it. And you're gonna watch, you're gonna watch yourself just complete, you're gonna watch yourself turn into a butterfly. Like you're you'll be very powerful. And so that's one of my messages is that don't be afraid. The, the next message is that you are a child of God. You, you have a divine destiny inside of you. You are here for a reason. And it's all going to be good. Never give up your God-given rights. Not ever. You hold on to your God-given rights and you're going to hold on to heaven. So um, that's my message. You can go to ericmutsos.com again, which is um, E-R-I-C-M-O-U-T-S-O-S. You can text the word Liberty to 888-210-6260. Text the word Liberty to 888-210-6260. And you'll be in my text message alert system. I got to go reload the thing because, you know, it costs money to, to send them out. But you'll at least be in there. Uh, find me on Instagram. I know you're on Instagram because you share some of my stuff. Yeah. I've got three accounts on Instagram because they keep shadow banning me. So, well, that th this has been a great conversation. Again, the documentary is called Non Essential. And please watch Eric's documentary and then maybe go watch uh, Never Again Is Now because the parallels uh, that you drew early in your documentary between how they're attacking independent financial strength and in just basic independence is so similar because it's between what's going on now and in nazi germany because it's the same group and it's not even really a group it's a vibration that appears to be able to infiltrate weak humans and if you haven't noticed the people on the screens it's more of a revenge of the nerds situation in terms of who's at the WEF and the, the WHO and the UN, these are weak humans that seem to be easily inf infiltrated by a vibratory force that is not creative. So it rolls out the same attacks all the time. They're unclean. I mean, this is what they said, right? To the, uh, to the Jews, they're unclean. They're not sanitary. We have to sanitize everything. This is what uh, Mao said with the big, uh, he, what was his name of his push? Something again, another, another. it wasn't the Great Reset. It was something else that, uh, the, the Great Leap Forward or something like this. Everything's the same. It's the same agenda all the time. It's important people understand they're not really dealing with evil humans, they're dealing with an evil force that possesses weaker humans that have lowered their vibration through sort of associating with the uh, proverbial Babylon. Too much excess in the pleasure dome is going to make people vulnerable to sort of like a spiritual possession. So that's right. And as soon as you get it, it's gone. Like the things of the flesh. As soon as, as soon as you, um, 
as soon as you consume it, it's gone. You, the very consumption of it cancels out the satisfaction of it, right? So, so don't, don't let your body win. Yeah. And I used to drink alcohol and, and do drugs and, and um, do everything to lower my vibration. And trust me, as soon as I stopped doing that, I became an enemy number one in the pleasure pit. <laughs> I didn't know what I was really doing at the time, but after I cleaned my, I remember winning all kinds of awards as a, as an entrepreneur uh, when I was basically uh, doing cocaine down at the strip joint. But when I stopped that and tried to speak against it, I became enemy number one inside the pleasure dome. And that's when I realized I lived in a death cult more than I lived anywhere else. And I thought I'm just going to stick with this route because I like working in parallel to God's rules because it makes me feel better. I never felt good working parallel to, with the devil's uh, laws whatsoever. I always felt tired, had headaches, diarrhea, um, depressed, suicidal. And then when I started working in parallel with the creator's laws, it was um, everything became clear. Had a lot more energy. I was a lot happier. So it's like an internal GPS system. <laughs> Go toward the pleasure, the, yeah, not the fake pleasure. The you know what your body's really built to do: serve humanity, eat healthy food, get to bed on time, things like that. But I'd like to thank you, Eric. Anyway, documentary is called Non-Essential. We'll talk again. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming on, Eric. I really appreciate God, it. God bless you and your family. Thank you.